Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events. Whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BLEAV, that is BLEAV, capital letters BLEAV, to receive your rewards, bet online where the game starts. I don't know, I was about to do a countdown. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunzinger, at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Believe Network. Make sure I didn't forget anything. Oh, yeah, and this uh, this episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. All right, I've, I've checked all my boxes. Now let's get into the introduction. So I am not by myself. I am here with my good friend, the one, the only, spitting into a spitter. Champagne Jerry, what up, Jerry? What's up, man? Uh, tired as hell. It's been the longest, <clears throat> shortest week of my life. Um, but here I am, man. Uh, over here, a little sad and fulfilled from tonight's game, and ready to talk about it. Yeah, man. It was uh, it it was definitely a game. Um, we, we're about to get into that. Um, but before we do, <clears throat> talking about this game. Uh, we got to go into this segment that we call the single large item. All right, man. So, Jerry, you know the deal. Single large item. We talked about our big takeaways. I don't know why my computer is just deciding to play stuff in the background. But, uh, yeah, we're talking about this Denver Nuggets game, in which we lost 131 to 126 in overtime. <clears throat> uh, Jerry, uh, you have the floor, sir. What is your first single large item? We'll do a couple since it's just me and you. Uh, first and foremost, Joe Isaiah, or Isaiah Joe, I almost said his name backwards. Um, <laughs> Joe Isaiah, Joe Isaiah. Um, he's an absolute monster. Um, I was actually, you know, beyond his shooting, um, I was really impressed with his, uh, defense tonight in good stretches of the game, especially whenever we came back, um, he did pretty well one-on-one and then he was even better in team defense and, you know, rotating around and making sure he was running out. So, mm-hmm. um, love me some Isaiah Joe, um, your future three point champion, uh, once the all-star break hits. Yeah. Isaiah Joe was second on the team in scoring tonight, <clears throat> 21 points in 21 minutes, seven, 11 from the field hit seven of 10 from the three point line. Um, and like you were saying, like it, it wasn't just offense, it was defensively. Um, you were talking about his team defense. I think I, I remember at least two drawn charges uh, from Isaiah Joe. So like he 
he really came up big on that end of the floor, which has kind of been a struggle for him, which is kind of why he, you know, doesn't play more than he has been. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, team high plus 17. So, yeah, you know, that he, first charge was legit too. Like, that was like just perfect textbook. The saw, you know, the double team came around, knew he was going to spin towards the baseline and was just ready for him. So, um, the second one, yeah, Jokic just does Jokic things and, puts his arms and flails them all over the place whenever he's driving and or screening and or just doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the dude's a mess. And hey, you'll love this. He had two rebounds on the game and both of which were on the offensive end. We'll take it. <coughs> so he was hustling out there. And uh, yeah, the uh, so I, I, I got to call myself out. So uh, I mentioned he was seven to ten from the three point line. I think he started the game zero of two, maybe even zero of three from three pointers. Yep. Um, and no, it was zero of two for sure. I remember he heat checked after he like started hitting them, but he started the game zero of two. I think it was zero of two in the first half alone. And um, yeah, yeah, zero of two in the first half alone. And then um, I tweeted, I was like, I think Isaiah Joe might have tricked us, y'all. You know. Uh, evoking the Russell Westbrook Pat Bev tri- uh, tricked y'all, man. And, uh, you know, because obviously he started out 0 of 2 from 3. Uh, I remember the past couple games he's he missed some shots. I know he's shooting like 40-something percent uh, yep. for the year, but it's only on like one and a half attempts per game. So I was like, you know, he, he might have tricked us. Like he's not playing defense, he, and if he's not making his shots, then, you know, what's he doing? And, well... As as I said on Twitter, I retract my statement. (laughs) Yeah, I retracted my statement and I got rightfully flamed. People saying delete this. And to that, I say, as I say on this podcast, I own my mistakes. So Isaiah Joe, I apologize. (laughs) Uh, I was unaware of your game. And uh, yeah, I I understand now that you are also him. In addition to Shea Gillis Alexander, I'm wearing wearing the him hoodie right now. I guess we got to get a new one with a your silhouette so uh sub get down the pipe man yep all right man so uh on my single watch item i mean i'm wearing the him hoodie so i gotta go with him uh we're, we gotta go with shay i mean he had 31 points 11 assists one turnover which is is great assist to turnover ratio also oh, yeah. like like the team did a great job taking care of the ball today they had nine turnovers as a team three of which were from josh giddy um, which we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about <coughs> getting here in a little bit, I'm sure, but <clears throat> finishing up on Shea, seven rebounds, two steals, a block, like still putting it in on defense. And you could tell in the first quarter, he was still kind of going through the motions on defense, but yep. the got, whole team was really, I mean, yeah, yeah it was everybody. It, it was in the first quarter. Shea got fouled and KCP like raked his face. And yeah. he took, you could tell he took exception from that. And like, it kind of woke Shea up because for the rest of specifically the second quarter, I, I haven't seen him as engaged on defense as I have. Like he was locked in, um, yeah. finished the game eight of 20, one of four from three, like not great shooting from that perspective, but 14 of 14 from the free throw line. So, you know, getting back to that early season form on the, th- on the free throw stripe, um, yeah, the thing that kind of stuck out is in the fourth quarter and overtime, I think Shea was like two of eight shooting. And it could be 
attributed to a lot, but you know, obviously Shea is one of the clutchest players in the leagues. I, you know, we want to see that percentage up a little bit more, but I think he was like specifically in overtime. I think he was super passive. Um, it felt like he was driving to pass instead of driving to, you know, be aggressive and score and attack. Like he was driving to kick out for three very early in overtime when like threes aren't necessarily necessary, especially with the team who shoots them as bad as us. Uh, Jerry, how, how'd you feel about Shay tonight? No, I thought he was absolutely amazing. Um, and it definitely did turn on, you know, after the right to the face, um, he made a couple of really savvy plays on defense, um, especially in the third and in the fourth to really, I, I, he had that steal where he picked it. Um, mm mm-hmm right there towards the end to kind of seal it up um, and make it go to overtime. But um, I mean, the dude's a dude, man. Like he's just great at what he does. And um, I think, you know, kind of, you have to think about it this way. So uh, a couple of his shots ending the fourth and even um, in OT, um, they were great looks. He had really one bad, like terrible freaking look where he like tried to get down hill and just launched it up at the rim, you know, mm-hmm. from on the left hand side. And that was just terrible. Um, like the whole thing was. And um, other than that, man, he he was super to me. He was great, you know, throughout the rest of the game. I think it's kind of good that he that he was trying to get those guys involved, right? Um, if you noticed a lot of the action, uh, Isaiah Joe was the screener, right? And they were trying to get that action off of it, but the Nuggets did a very good job of really hedging that screen and then making sure to get back over to Isaiah. Um, he made him pay for it one time still, but um, I think Shay's – being a leader in those situations and giving these guys a chance to perform, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of figure it out. And, um, I mean, we've talked about this multiple times, you know, since the season and I've heard it, um, all around the Twitter world, but like, <sighs> we want these guys to get experience. That's what we mm-hmm. want. You know, we want to put these guys in that situation so they know how to react later down the road when we are, you know, firing all of our bullets at the same time. Um, I mean, we don't have Chet. We're bound for another lottery pick, you know, or, or pretty dang close or trading up into one. It, it is what it is, you know, and, I, and I'm okay with that, especially whenever he got his already. You know, like he, he'd already put up his, you know, I think 29 at that point something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So he he was drawing some criticism on the TL and, and I'm just like, no, shut that down. Um, Someone said that the reason why we lost was because of Shay's uh, shot selection, which was not right. Um, It was our horrendous defense and our inability to rebound Mm -hmm. um, is what really killed us tonight. So, you know, I, I, I think he's I think he's trying to get more people involved, you know, just so um, just so when the time comes and they arrive that everybody's ready to go. 
Yeah. That's what I'm gonna chalk it up to. Yeah, and that's definitely fair because I mean, you know, like you said, like this team needs experience in these situations and because it's as clutch as Shea is, and he's still one of the clutchest players in the NBA, <clears throat> like regardless of how today turned out. If this team is going to take the next step to where we think they can, other guys have to step up when Shea isn't hitting that night, like whenever he's struggling, because like expecting Shea to put on his cape every time he comes out on the court and just save us whenever we're in these close games isn't realistic and it isn't fair to Shea, honestly. Like, you know, basketball's a team sport. It's not, you know, a one-man show. So, you know, we had, I think, like a 12-point lead at the end of the third quarter, Mm -hmm. and Shea went out off of the floor. And, you know, that's kind of been a trend for the Thunder all season. Third quarter, we build a lead, we come back from a lead, like we – we we really make a difference. Like I think I saw, I think Andrew Schleck tweeted out today. We're like second in the league in terms of net rating for the third quarter. Like we really come out of halftime with a purpose. And Shea usually plays the entire third quarter, and then after that, you have about somewhere between six to eight minutes of just yeah. trying to stay alive, trying to hold the lead, trying not to, you know give up what you just built on the third quarter because Shea's on the bench. And again, that's not fair to Shea because he just no. played an entire quarter and then he's seeing all his work, you know, go down the toilet and then he comes back in. It's like Shea save us. And like he can, he has that ability and that's what's cool. But, you know, like you're saying, like this team needs experience. This team needs to learn how for that not to happen. Yep. in order us to take that next step. Well, and that that lineup tonight, you know, that bench lineup whenever Shea came out, because he pretty much brought everybody out at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To end the fourth. I don't think anybody stayed on the court. Maybe one guy. I, I can't recall just perfectly, but that lineup that got replaced, man, like they're not a defensive heavy type of team. You know what I mean? And they need to learn how to be. They need to learn how to sustain a lead. They need to learn how to keep getting good buckets and, and um, attacking the rim because the offense just kind of fell apart at that time. And from then on, you know, I, I got to give the team flowers just because, I mean, they had every reason to choke that off completely. And I'm talking about in regulation. Like they had mm-hmm. every reason to, and still had the gumption and the ability to, to keep that thing going. Um, so, you know, for, for what it's worth, yeah, does it suck to lose, especially a game like that, just because we definitely felt like we're in the driver's seat? Yes. Um, am I completely okay with losing to a deep playoff team in the Nuggets um, that are very well coached and have a lot of veterans on it? Absolutely. Um, I'm okay with that. And I think tonight a lot of these guys are going to have a, some good film to look at because the defensive intensity was there. Um, well, I can't say that for the first quarter, but mm. you know, the rest of the game, it was definitely there. And, and they, uh, they fought like hell. We were just outsized in a bunch of positions and we could not read a miss to save our lives tonight. So, um, yeah, not putting that on Shay. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, but before you get to your next thing, Lord Adam, you know, talking about the rebounding, um, 
looks like Denver had 55 to our 39. Um, they had 17 offensive rebounds to our 12. Um, and there was, I tweeted about it. There was one back breaking possession in which we got multiple stops, yep. but Denver kept getting the offensive rebound and it ended up in, um, <clears throat> I, I think we got, we got two stops and they got the rebounds and then they got in Jokic's hand and we decided to double him and we fouled him and he went to the line and yep. it was, it, it was literally bat breaking. It sucked all the energy all the momentum out of us. So yeah, can't, can't be having that, but Jerry, I'm going to ask you for your second single large item, sir. No. And I would just want to say real quick, you know, with that rebounding, everyone needs to realize that big of a discrepancy and us still taking them to OT and barely losing. That's freaking impressive as hell. Like Mm -hmm. that's super impressive for us to be able to do that and find other ways to close that gap up. But, um, so I think my my next single large item uh, has to be Lou Dort. Um, the dude played amazing tonight. A um, couple of bad shots, a um, couple of missed calls, though, at the same time at the rim. Uh, I just realized tonight, and I kind of had the, the epiphany on it against the Knicks, but um, nobody can body that man up at all like whenever he's moving full speed um and he did it again tonight and then um just his stretch of shooting from behind the arc for what the last almost month now right where we're, i think we're at like three weeks right now has been well and above over 40 percent. i think the stat was 47 percent is what i heard including uh, tonight <laughs> yeah i i think i think nick uh, Gallo said it was uh, 47% since November 7th, which he's keeping that trend going. Um, I thought his off-the-ball defense and um, his on-the-ball defense was just really, really, really great. Um, and he's just he's just being a dude, man. Um, he is such a spark plug for this team at certain times, and uh, he definitely showed that tonight. Yep, <clears throat> forty-eight and a half since he came back from. Uh... Does that include tonight? Yes, yeah, that's yeah, that's why. Tonight. Yeah, I, I added that in there. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I said since he came back from injury, but I, I lied. Uh, forty-eight and a half since uh, the Toronto game. Um, after the Bucks, after our four-game losing streak, um, when we played Toronto, that was the start of his his three-point renaissance uh, yep. he shot three for that game and then from there it was just it's 40 cent or 40 percent and above except for the memphis game he was over to but yeah he's he's really been turning it on and he's been he's been doing so a variety of fashion uh catch and shoot um you know pump fake sidestep um you know he's not pulling out the step back or pull-ups or anything like that but and he's getting it done all over the court corners wings straight away it's yeah. been really impressive. It's been really noticeable. And, you know, hopefully that is a trend um, that continues to, you know, work its way in for Dort. Uh, we'll see Thank you, Chip. Should. Appreciate you, Chip. You're the man, Chip. Yeah, because he's right now for the season, he's still shooting 29.7%. So, yeah, no, he took a crap ton <clears throat> of volume like that first 
two weeks of the season. Oh, he always does. <laughs> yeah, it was just nuts. If he could just control that piece, good Lord, where he might be at right now for the season. Yeah, he's actually shooting less threes than he did last year. So uh, he's at 5.4 a game and 7.7 a game the year prior. So Nice. Baby nice. steps, controlling yeah. it. All right, man. My uh, my single large item, I think people will start pulling their hair out if I don't say this. Alexa Pokashevsky, dude, came back from injury. Um, you know, automatically, like the Thunder are 0 and 3 when Alexa Pokashevsky is not in the lineup. Uh, they're also 0 and 2 when Alexa Pokashevsky is hurt during a game and has to come out. Uh, so 0 and 5 in that little that little span. Obviously, yep. we lost tonight, even though Poco was in Poku was in the game, but. It wasn't because of him. <clears throat> 13 points, 5 of 8 shooting, 2 of 4 from 3. Um, he had 3 assists, 3 blocks, a huge steal in overtime that we really thought was going to seal the game. Bro, that was an amazing steal. Mm-hmm. He baited that guy into that the whole way and then was able to, like, that was super athletic, like how he did that. That was just really freaking nice. Yeah, it was really smart how he used his length. Uh, I mean, he was just uh, like the the jump in his game that he's taken from last year to this year is unreal. Like he's playing like the game has slowed down for him and his shot is reliable at this point. And I mean, he just he, he looks great out there, man. Like he there was a there was one sequence where he straight up swatted Aaron Gordon at the rim, which impressive in and of itself yep. then he runs the floor the ball finds him in the corner and he knocks down a three and it prompts denver to call a timeout and mm-hmm. because the paycom center was rocking after that um yeah. <clears throat> now in overtime he did get fouled and he split his free throws one or two from the free throw line he actually missed two free throws before he made his last one but Jokic had only violation on the first one um so obviously that free throw free throw percentage is like the next step to like Poku being like legitimate, but like he's he's been doing great, man. Yeah, and I'm I'm still mad about that because that should have been a technical on Yoko. Oh yeah, he was in the rest face. <laughs> yeah, and like just doing the most with it, and still didn't get his butt on the line. Like, like. It doesn't matter. They made the call. He's getting another free throw. Get your snotty nose bandit self on the block and do something. Um, but yeah, y- y'all know how I feel about Poku. I've I haven't wavered from my Poku fandom or my belief in him long term. Um, he's he's gonna age like fine wine. Um, just get better and better and better um, as this keeps on going. Um, Dude, his just his length in and of itself creates so much chaos on defense, and mm-hmm. I love it. Like, and it's not even about the block shots; like, it's it's everywhere else where he really impacts passing lanes. Um, and like, I saw Denver a few times tonight. Like, if there was anybody else down there protecting the rim, they would have taken it at him, but they saw it was Poku, and they pulled it out. There was oh, at least yeah. three possessions in the fourth quarter that I remember that they were like, nope, not even going to go challenge homeboy because I'm going to get myself killed. Um, and, yeah, he's – the ascension is coming, and uh, we're at the bottom of the mountain still. 
I, I wholeheartedly believe that we're still at the bottom of this Poku mountain that we're all climbing together. Um, and then one thing that, that I can't believe we forgot to talk about whenever we were talking about Shay. Mm-hmm. How do we not talk about how he literally took a life tonight? Oh yeah. I meant to say that, but I, I was stuck on uh, how they needed to play better without him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he snatched the ankles right off the net. It, it was funny. Cause it literally like you, you hear people use the term so like loosely put dudes on skates. Yeah. Like, when I say Shea put dude on skates, like he literally, he went by him and it was almost like he was on roller skates because one minute he was upright and Shay was already about to pull up on the shot. And then his feet just flew out from under him. Like literally he was on roller skates. Yeah. Like, I, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. And, and then this will team up with the Poku thing. Uh, did you catch his Poku's reaction whenever he put him down? I didn't. All right, so you have to go rewatch the video. Look at the bottom of your screen, uh, the bottom left of the screen. Whenever you see it, uh, John Ham ended up picking this up, and I just thought it was the greatest thing ever. But um, Poku does like a little like happy skip whenever it happens. Like, oh my god, I can't believe he just did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the nastiest things ever. Like I'm sitting in my house watching the game and my Apple watch told me that I was being too loud because I screamed just like a maniac. Um, because that was, that was a super clean breakage of the ankles. Like, yeah, it was super clean. And, and I can't say that about all of Shay's, you know, where he creates a lot of that space. Cause he does just like everybody else in the league. He, yeah. He gives he, a little nudge, not a full yeah. extension, but a little nudge. Yeah. And so does everybody else. But, um, that one was just nasty. Like that was just stupid, nasty. <clears throat> um, and that just, <clears throat> he knows that he can do that, especially whenever he gets the one-on-one. And that's the other thing that I appreciated about Shade tonight. And I'm sorry to go back to it is he did very well at picking his spots and making sure it had the right matchup. You know, because they ran like a weird like three two zone or like a one two two. It was like the weirdest thing ever. Um, it might have been a box and one, really and truly. I wasn't paying that much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was still finding the other guys. He was still able to get Isaiah and his, you know, hit him in the pocket over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to go back, but oh, you're fine. Thinking about Poku's reaction was like the best thing ever to the Shea shot because he literally freaked out. Yep. Well, right now, Poku is tied for fifth in the league in block shots per game. Uh, that was before tonight um, where he had three blocks, so might go up, might. Oh, he should with three maybe, more. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe jump over those guys. So Yeah, uh, he definitely should. Yeah, he's at 1.9, tied with Zubak and Bol Bol. Claxton's at two. And Anthony Davis is at 2.1. Miles Turner and Brooke Lopez are at 2.8. So I think he's a little bit out of range for him. But with those three, he might jump Claxton, maybe AD. So Yeah, he's, he's going to get close for sure. He's definitely <clears> going to get close. And I don't see that changing at all from him. Like yeah, that. no, he's legitimate. Like one of the best weak side rim protectors in the league yeah. at this point. Yeah. Well, and even like <clears> one-on-one, the, the, he made Aaron Gordon and Jokic make – 
a lot of really tough shots. Like if he didn't block it or anything, they were still just tough looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, D- dude's an absolute animal. I love it. Yeah, last uh, last one I wanted to talk about was Santa putting up his career high, sixteen points, four and nine shooting, two or three from deep, hit all six of his free throw attempts, had one assist, one block. Um, he started out the game like stupid hot. Like I think yep. he hit two floaters, he had a layup, um, hit and that had a three. fadeaway three, yeah, yep. off of a giddy assist, off of a, I think a Poku block. Um, so yeah, like he started off stupid hot. Uh, I mean, hey, that that was actually all of, uh, that was actually all of his made shots. Now that I think about it, no, but... yeah, he definitely got shut down in that second half. But it's still beautiful to see him do that. Yeah, and the team trusts him, man. Like you know, I talked about how Shea was kind of kicking it to shooters when I I didn't think it was necessary. And I get like trusting your teammates and you know giving your teammate a chance to make a play, but. Um, you know, I, I was just saying, like, continue to be aggressive. But he also had a cut in Jalen Williams uh, late in overtime. Um, and, you know, he's a rookie out there. Like, Jalen Williams has barely played a dozen games in the NBA. And Shea's already trusting you at the rim and, you know, in the clutch in the overtime regular season NBA game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's <clears throat> he's stepping up, man. I I really like what I'm seeing out of him. He didn't didn't really have the ball in his hands as much tonight in terms of like creation, like he has in the past few games. But um, I mean, he he stepped into that scoring role and he he was doing really good. When I I was really impressed tonight with his ability to switch on defense because you know he would go from Gordon to Conchon or I can't even Conchar, yeah Conchar um, to you know, getting switched onto a smaller guy and was able to hold his own just throughout. Um, yeah, I I love that kid. I really do love that kid. That that might be my favorite draft pick this year. And I'm only saying that right now because Chet hasn't played a game. Yeah. Um, but I, I love him so well. And that's actually kind of crappy to say. He's like literally the only one getting a lot of PT. So I have to love him by default. Well, it's 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 important to note that Ooze has been in the G League. Uh, he didn't play in the G League game today, and we found out that he is sick. Yep. And they say if he's feeling better, they expect him to be called up sometime around Friday. So, yep. Hopefully, we get hopefully the Jane Gang gets to see more Ooze minutes. Um, I, I, I would like to see him as much as I've enjoyed Eugene and like his physical toughness. Like, I think it would benefit the thunder long term if we saw ooze taking those minutes instead i don't know yet i'm kind of i don't know i don't know he kind of reminds me and and i might be completely off on this because this is just a quick thought that i had but he reminds me of poku first season a lot like there's flashes every so often you know but for the most part you need to go sit in the g league and just come watch the games at night because you're not ready yet. Not saying that he won't be ready towards the end of the season or going into next season, um, but I would rather get some run out of some of these other guys and check out some of these different lineups Um, because the one thing that I've noticed that Mark has been doing is, you know, the way he's been staggering Josh and Shea, um, he's tinkering with that second lineup 
so, 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 so much. And um, I think some of those other guys are just a little bit more deserving and ready. But we'll see. We'll see. I could be completely off on this, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's a little bit more polished than Poku, honestly, just because he played in a more competitive league. I think he has a more physically imposing body. Like you know, obviously they're both they're both very thin, but yeah. he's got he's he's got uh, more broad shoulders. I think he's he's a little bit more physical than Poku was. Um, pro- has has a cleaner jump shot than Poku still does, in my opinion, but. Um, defensively is really where I think Ooze is going to hang his hat at early. <clears throat> you know, obviously Poku um, always had flashes of like weak side rim protection, and now we're seeing that come to fruition. Um, but Ooze just knows where to be defensively, does a great job sliding his feet, flipping his hips, staying in front of his man, putting a body on guys, contesting shots. Um, so that's – that's why I'd love to see him out there just because like it gives us another dimension on defense. Um, it, it just sucks because like one of his strengths is, you know, creating with the basketball in his hands and obviously with guys like Shea and Giddy and then even, you know, Poku and Dort and Trey Mann and Jalen Williams, like all these guys need the ball or, you know, we'll have the ball in their hands. And so Ooze kind of gets relegated to standing in the corner on the three point line. So, uh, I, I'd like to see him do a little bit more off ball as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like what I've seen out of ooze um, in his limited action, honestly. Um, obviously, you know, his shot, all of his shots aren't going to fall. Um, you know, he's still, he's still very young. I think he's 18 years old still. So um, yeah, brighter days ahead for ooze. I, I just want to see him. I, I want to see the thunder do everything they can to develop that guy. Yeah, no, I I could see that. I could see that, and he's nineteen, by the way. So, oh, my fault. Um, yeah, you're way off, dude. Um, it's the acne. Yeah, no. I I love the kid. I just I don't know. I I I want to see more run with the Trey Mans. I want. I need him to see more run, even though he's been trying to find his groove again. You know, after the injury and being out for a little bit, I want to see what Baisley can do. And I'll be honest with you, I really want more Baisley minutes. And well, now I have to be very specific. I want really good, really good Baisley minutes, so we can ship him off for a first, mm. um, because he's he's the next thing to go. I mean, he he really is. He's gonna have some value to another team, but on this one, he's just not going to fit long-term. Um, starting to believe that more and more each day, especially whenever I see him play offense and fumble the ball um, more than the Steelers quarterback. Wow. That's that's just rude and uncalled for. Sorry. And warranted, because I don't even like my quarterback. So, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's uh, – Jerry, we, we've talked our heads off about – this Thunder game against the Nuggets. It was a good game. It was a fun game. Um, you know, a couple things could have gone differently and, you know, could have ended up differently, but it is what it is. Let's look ahead to our schedule for the next five games. And let's see here. So, uh, obviously, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. As you guys are listening to this, maybe it's on your commute to your uh, – to your folks house for thanksgiving or maybe you're just maybe you're listening to it while you're cooking whatever it is happy thanksgiving to you um tomorrow black friday 
Friday, uh, we will be playing the Chicago Bulls at home. Then we travel to Houston on Saturday for yep. the second night of a back-to-back. Um, then going into Monday, we go to New Orleans and play the Pelicans. Uh, going into Wednesday, we come back home to play San Antonio for a quick cup of coffee. And then Saturday, after two days rest, we play the Timberwolves at Minnesota. So, Jerry, what is your prediction for the record for our next five games? Um, not getting the Bulls. So, 0 and 1, 1 and 1, 1 and 2, 2 and 2. We're going to go 2 and 3 during this stretch. Mm, 2 and 3. What do you think? We just beat the Rockets and the Spurs? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it might not even be the Rockets because I think they're going to show up for that game. Um, may not be the Rockets. Uh, it, we might sneak one in on somebody else like the Pelicans or, or maybe the the Wolves. But um, most definitely, we will beat the Spurs. Yeah, well, that's definitely fair. Um, I, I'm going to go three and two here. Uh, I think we do beat the Rockets. I think, you know, as much as you said the Rockets are going to show up for that game, I think we're also going to show up for that game because – we kind of started rebuilding around the same time as much as Rockets fans probably don't want to agree. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's history there in that game. Um, whether it's this regime of the thunder or the past regime of the thunder, or even the regime before that, like, you know, there's just kind of bad blood between these franchises. So uh, yeah. I would, I, I think that, uh, you know, we get up for that one. We try to show up for that one. Uh, I'm actually picking us against the Bulls, man. You know, obviously this uh, Nuggets loss is, it was rough. And I think that we come out um, after Thanksgiving, uh, after our bellies are full, and we come out and, you know, we show the world again we're not to be messed with. You know, just because we're 7-11, we're going to make ourselves 8-11 and by beating the Bulls, and we're going to beat the Rockets. I think we lose to the Pelicans because – I think the Pelicans are a really good team. I can't remember if I ended up picking them or not, but I think I had them in the Western Conference Finals in the season prediction show. Um, I mean, they just – they have very limit, like they have very little weakness um, if everything clicks together and they can stay healthy. Uh, I mean, they're, they're just going to be hard to beat in general. Yeah. Spurs, like you said, I mean, they're kind of a train wreck. Um Makes me sad for Keldon Johnson. I'd love to go poach him, by the way. If we're, <laughs> if we're, if we're like around 500 and they're like, yeah, we're, we want to get Keldon out of here, like, bet. Here's three first round picks. Give me that, man. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I, I think we lose. I just think that's a terrible matchup for us. We have no bigs <laughs> and they have two of them. Um, as bad as they've been playing together this year. Uh, they did quite well against us. So, yeah, I, th- I think we lose that one. See, and that's the one that I think if we can sneak one out, that's the best one that we have a chance on because of our pace and just our quickness and ability to get out. And they can't as, as much as us. So we'll see how it turns out. We'll definitely see how it turns out. But I'm going to say two and three. Man, that is the beginning of a five-game road trip, and yep. then we come back home for a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven-game home. Oh, dude, December is amazing! Like, I cannot wait for December because I'm going to be at the Paycom Center so much in December. Man, like, it's going to be stupid. Yeah, that's wild. 
That is absolutely wild. Um, okay, yeah, that's that's our predictions for that. And then you know, uh, a few weeks after that comes January twenty seventh. We play Cleveland Cavaliers, and we will be having our fan event. Very excited for that. I uh, will we're working on ironing out details for that. So please be patient with us. We've literally <laughs> it was literally like three days ago whenever this transpired. So like yep. just uh just give us a little bit of patience. We'll try to have something to you guys next week. But I do have to say we're very excited, very overwhelmed by the reaction and the response. Heck yeah, we are. All right. And uh, Jerry, with that being said, man, you know, we talked about tomorrow being Thanksgiving for us, probably Thanksgiving for the listeners right now. So uh, let's end this with a little spin on Shay or Nay, you know, when we talk about something good and something bad that's happened to us. And let's talk about what we're thankful for. And, you know, to keep it thunder, we'll talk about thankful for on the Thunder team and uh, also what we're thankful for in life. So, Jerry, without further ado, why don't you give us started? Um, so I'll go the, the team first here. Um, I'm just thankful that we have an organization that has a direction that they want to go and they're okay with the bumps in the road right now. Um, I'm very thankful for that because we're not going to be short sighted. Um, so love that. Um, as far as life goes, man, I'm just I'm just one lucky dude. I, I really am. I shouldn't be here. Um, I shouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing. And it's just absolutely amazing to be doing them. Uh, another year, you know, got my daughter, got my beautiful wife. Um, being a ticket holder. I mean, I just got so many things to be just super duper blessed for, man. Heck yeah, man. I love it. Um, Thunderwise, I mean... I mean, do, do I got to say, it? I'm thankful for him, dude. I'm thankful that we have a guy that can not only be an all-star, not only be an all-NBA guy, not only be the number one option on a championship team, I, I really feel like, but can legitimately be an MVP candidate and one of the best players in the league. Um, you know, despite a rough stretch in the two games before the Nuggets game, like, Shea Gildas Alexander is here, man. He's playing his best basketball and he's just scratching the surface. Like Mark Begnault said, like he this is not his final level. Like he has he has other steps that he can take on both sides of the ball. And that should scare the rest of the league and it should excite Thunder fans. So yep. I, I'm thankful that when we started this rebuild, we already had that guy on our team. So shout out yeah. Shea. I, no, love no, you. I hope you're no, doing well. I hope you're doing well, Shay. No, and we, and and all the the thanks needs to go to Dame Lillard, um, <laughs> and the Portland Trail Blazers for making that shot. Uh, we yep. thank you for that. Um, very nice of you to set us up for the rest of our lives. And maybe in turn, we should thank Paul George for doing the reverse dunk as time expired in Game Five, um, that prompted <laughs> the Blazers to try to beat us as bad. So yeah. Um, and then as far as life, man, you know, I'm thankful. Obviously, I'm thankful for my family. Um, I have an awesome family, very supportive, loving, uh, um, rock of a wife. Uh, I got two, two great healthy boys. And then I got Nova who has been through so much, overcome so much. And I'm thankful that he is home with us right now. Um, we're actually taking him out 
uh, for his first Thanksgiving. Uh, we didn't go anywhere last year. So nice. Going, yeah. Going to the Huntzinger uh, family dinner th- tomorrow. So that'll be fun and interesting. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, man. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for my, uh, for all my friends, you know, the, the ones that are here at home and the ones that, uh, I've never, well, I've met you and Alex. Um, yeah. those the ones that I, that most of them I haven't met in person, but you know, that they're my unit and I, I consider them my brothers. So thankful for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thankful for all you guys, I guess. Um, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, and I'm thankful to you, the listener, for continuing your listening and supporting and your interacting and your engagement. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving, a great holiday with your family your fam- and your friends, um, good fantasy football day, good DFS day. If your NFL team is playing tomorrow, I hope they win uh, because Steelers aren't playing, so I don't really care what happens. Uh <laughs> With that being said, I hope you guys have a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, Thunder up. Thunder up. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.